Hello and welcome to the first podcast episode of Black and White Answers to Great Marriages. Uh, my name is Sydney and with me is my friend and colleague, Greg Shuddy. Um, the name of this podcast comes from Greg and I coming from two different cultural backgrounds. You may not believe it, but I'm actually a black guy and Greg is Caucasian. Um, Greg and I both work at MarriageWorks Ohio. Uh, Greg is the director and also a marriage therapist and I am the marriage and relationship coach and class facilitator. Um, Greg's been married for 25 years and has a lovely family of seven very diverse and active children. And I've been married for what will be 31 years this coming November. I'm the father of two wonderful children as well and the father, uh, grandfather of two very rambunctious, uh, rambunctious little boys. The goal in this podcast is to share our combined knowledge, experience, and expertise that we've basically learned and accumulated over a combined 50 plus years in the area of healthy dating, successful premarital relationships, and of course marriage. In today's podcast, we'll be sharing with you a little bit about who we are and the overall purpose of the podcast, which is to provide our listeners with valuable information to assist them in making great relationship-related decisions. How's it going, Greg? Doing great, and you know, I, I want to add to that that whole beginning there is the fact that me and Sydney have been working together for quite some time now, and it's been quite the uncommon uh, relationship, even between us, a, a great friendship. Uh, as we've walked through these many years of trying to help couples in their marriages. And there's so many times that we sit down and really review what we've dealt with uh, through our classes, through our individual sessions with, with uh, couples. And there's a lot of times that we just have to talk it through because there's so many issues that couples deal with in, in a day's time, in a, in a week's time, and in a lifetime. Uh, so, kind of this whole idea of black and white answers um, is not so much because, you know, we are black and white. We thought that was kind of fun and funny and all of that. But we truly believe that there are some good answers to some of these gray areas in marriage. Um, and, and we think that there's a lot of people that make their marriages harder than they have to be. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the marriage takes work. And surprisingly, what we're finding is a lot of people just don't want to put the work in that's necessary yeah. to have a, a, a successful relationship. Um, one of the things that we, we've talked about is, is happiness necessary, the, the desired outcome for a marriage. Well, certainly that is a byproduct, but one of the things that we, Greg and I believe firmly is that our marriage is to, to make us a better man, help our wives become better women, and in turn, help our children become better um, just citizens in, in, in general uh, and able to have successful relationships themselves. Greg and I spend a lot of time talking where I will hash over what's going on with me and the classes that I'm teaching and the different couples that I'm, I'm working with and he helps me. And surprisingly enough, and, and you know, it's an honor that I can sit down and talk with Greg and, and try to help him with some of the issues that he's facing with some of the couples that he's working with. So let me start with kind of a question here because the one thing I love about Sydney when we talk is that Sydney has quite the funny way of describing the issues that he sees uh, with the, the couples that he's working with. Not that he's making fun of them. Not, we don't make fun of people when we're talking about it, but some of the stuff that we see is just really um, is crazy. It's crazy what we see that, that people bring into their marriage or or um, some of the ideas that people have in marriage. So, Sydney, what, what would you say are some of the, 
the craziest um, issues that you see in some of the couples that you have worked with, some of the most difficult areas? Probably the lack of ownership or the lack of understanding that they that I play a role in what occurs in my relationship. A lot of people think that you know the relationship goes on, but they're not a central figure in what occurs. I mean, what do you mean by that? Well, one of the things that I ask people is, you know, what is the one constant in every relationship that you're going to be in? And that one constant is you. So if you're having difficulty in all of the relationships that you've ever been in, it may not be necessarily the other person's. It may be you. You might be the difficult person, or as we teach in one of the classes, you might you might be the jerk or the jerk in the relationship that you're in. So you see that people have a lot of trouble looking inside themselves. Yeah, they, they lack insight. They honestly lack insight. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's for self-preservation. I don't want to say that I'm the blame for something or take, you know, basically take ownership. And that's one of the things that Francine and I have looked at over the course of the 31 years we've been together is what was my role in this? If this is occurring between the two of us, what is my role in it? Because you're not acting just out of, you know, something you're pulling out of the air in in response to something. It's mm-hmm. got to be in response to something that I've either said or done or not said or not done, which is causing a reaction. So we, taking ownership is one of the things that, you know, I, I just find just striking. People just don't want to own up to their stuff. So this is something that you see a lot of in the sessions that you run, people that just, do you see a lot of people that just fight it tooth and nail every step of the way? Yes, yes. They, they you know, they, they want to sit there and point the finger. And, you know, as kids, we used to say, well, when you've got one finger pointing at someone else, you've got three pointing back at you. So, I try to help people understand that you have a role that you play in this. I mean, one of the, the biggest or the funniest things I think that has occurred um, in, in being here is early on uh, in my time here at Marriage Works, when I was seeing couples and was working my way into and, and starting to, to get a feel for this, uh, I once told a, a client that, you know, if I was his wife, that I would put a boot in a certain area. Well, I came to work the next day and my office was covered in these little boot stickers. Well, it helped me understand that sometimes somebody, you have to shake things up and you have to make people understand what you're doing is you're just literally stuck on stupid. Yeah. And I remember this time too, because I harassed Sydney often about this and we, we do refer to this now and then about what we call boot, boot therapy. therapy. Boot therapy, where it's someone needs a swift kick in the you know where to get their you know their act together, and even then sometimes we don't see the changes that we want. But yeah, so boot therapy. What else would you say is something that couples really struggle with the most in their relationship? So one of them is is kind of looking inside themselves and and seeing their role in it. Um, and and I often say that people can point you know the blame to the other person and tell all of their sins and all their problems. But when you ask them about their own role, it's it's almost like they, I don't know if they don't know or don't understand it uh, or they refuse to. Yeah, it's almost like they're blinded to it by for some reason or by some means that they just don't see it coming in. Many of them, once we pull the, the you know, the, the covers off, they can say, oh, wow, you know, I didn't think of it that way. Or I didn't see it that way. And their spouse will tell them, I've been saying this for years. And now you're telling me that this guy is going to sit here and tell you this. And now you get it. Well, sometimes it come it, it, it <laughs> it's better coming from somebody else because it can be received. The other thing that I, I think I see a lot of and I deal with this myself is selfishness. OK, selfishness. You, you want you. It's, I was raised the third 
of, you know, of course, three children. My brother and my sister are nine and ten years older than me. So that means that I was basically a only child for a great portion. You know, when I'm nine, my brother was 19. So he was on his way out the door when I'm just now getting started. So I was an only child. So I grew up fairly selfish because everything was mine and I was able to have my stuff. And I had to learn to share in my relationship with Francine. And it comes it's across the board. I mean, I would actually growl at her when we were on dates and she would try to, you know, let me taste that off your plate. And it's like, hey, 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 what are you doing? You know, so what I've learned over the course of time is hey, baby, what do you have a taste for? And then I'll say, well, this is what I had a taste for. And if she says, oh, that sounds good, I'll order mine and I'll order hers and we'll usually end up swapping. <laughs> but it's learning to share, not being so self-centered and selfish and, and living not solely for yourself, but actually living for somebody else as well. Yeah, and, and I talk about that a lot with couples when I work with them, this whole idea of how, you know, when we start as little kids, that's the way we are where it's all about me, it's mine, uh, very self-focused. Uh, but when we start dating, it all, it all changes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see that in so many people. Why? Because you're trying to win this person over. So you're listening to what they like, what they hate, what they're not happy with, and you're trying to, what I call, feed them, mm -hmm. you know, giving them what they need. But then what you're seeing is the same thing I am, is somewhere in marriage it goes back to this, hey, wait a minute, that's mine. Get, you know, stop doing that, or I want it my way. And that's one of those uh, difficulties to try and get people to be more sacrificial or self-giving. Mm -hmm. There's selfishness that, that plays out there. Do you think it's all centered on people that are just narcissistic? Or do you think there's another purpose for why people become very self-focused when, when, when they're married? Because they they know how to give, mm -hmm. we know that in dating. But somewhere it's what is that switch? Well, I think it's societal. Actually, that that that's the society that we live in. Is everything is about me? We you know they even told at one point had the me generation. Well, I think that that's kind of carried over into our relationships. Whereas I know I'm married to you, but this is about what I want, what I need, and what makes me happy. And we've forgotten that we have, you know, said that we would be here for this other person and try to work on their happiness and, and what they need. So it's, it's a mutual sharing that is necessary. Some people just don't get it. Um, and it's something that you have to grow into. I mean, Francine and I have become, we, we started out as friends, and over the course of time, we've become even better and closer friends. I, I look at her as my best friend, not just my wife, but my best friend. The other thing that I, I see and, you know, would ask you if you see this as well, is that people don't understand that from a dating standpoint that once you say I do the whole game changes because you're looking at that person differently as opposed to them being just a fiance now they're a husband or a wife and that is a whole nother realm or whole nother ball game in most people's in minds and in their eyes is that I expect this from you as my husband I didn't expect this from you as my fiance so now you gotta give me something different the person may not know what that is yeah. Now, I like to think that this changes over time, mm -hmm. but it doesn't. It doesn't for everybody. You know, some of us have gotten smart through our stupidity, if I can put it that way. You know, I've done so many dumb things that I've learned, okay, this is not the right way to go. Right. Which means that it takes work. And, and I think, and this is just my theory in, in things here, is that when we're first married, we're still kind of in that, even though we've been giving to them a lot in that dating phase because we're trying to win them over, 
that selfish part of us kind of comes out early when we're younger in marriage because we want things our way or we think we have it the best way. But to me, uh, one of the things I've learned, and I think you, you've said this too, is that we've learned that that doesn't get us anywhere in marriage. And we can be stuck on stupid or we could start learning, hey, some of these things are just not worth battling. They're yeah. not worth fighting for. And, and I don't know if it's just because we've learned not to care as much about certain things. Now, there are things that we do care about in marriage, and we, we need to discuss, and we need to work that through with our, with our spouse. But some things are just so, uh, they're just not worth it. They're not worth all the you know, battling back and forth. So I think I see there's this maturity that happens in marriage if you're working at it, if you're really communicating. Mm-hmm. But yet, as I thought that that would be the case, we don't always see that in couples that have been married a long time. Sometimes that selfishness continues on. What do you think are some of the roadblocks for why people don't learn to let go of some of those little things? Why do they stay in that that state? Well, one of the words you just mentioned, and, and one that pops into my head, you mentioned about maturity. As we get older, we will mature and we will change. So that's part of it. The other part of it is being willing to be a vicarious learner. You know, I've, I've witnessed people that are vicarious learners, and people that are experiential learners, so to speak. They have to experience it to learn from it as opposed to someone that learns from someone else doing it and they learn vicariously. I feel as though that I'm a fairly vicarious learner. I'm looking at the experience of my mom and dad, my brother and sister, in their marriages, talking with other couples and their relationships and learning, ah, mental note, don't do that because that's not going to work. But some of these people will come in and you'll tell them, hey, you might want to make a mental note. Don't do that because it's not going to work. And they'll come back in the next session and say, well, yeah, you were right. I tried it and it didn't work. And it's like, well, why would you try it if I already told you it wasn't going to work? <laughs> so maturity and, and learning from the advice and input from others is key. Uh, and it's, it's not, it makes it easier. It literally makes it easier. I had a couple that had talked to me earlier in the week and they wanted to come in and be seen individually and one of the things that the young lady said was I think we'll start with classes first because it may help my husband to see that we're not the only ones that are going through this type of stuff. If he's in a room with other men and he can see that other men are experiencing similar problems he won't feel like wow it's just me that's going through this. So learning vicariously and sharing our experiences is is really important I think uh, an important part of Growing in a relationship and growing in your marriage. Now, let let me take this take this a little bit um, more beyond what we were talking there. In the sense of, you know, one of the things that I see is is a huge uh, difficulty for many couples today in the culture that we live. Is I don't want to say a selfishness of time, but kind of getting lost in things and um, distractions. You know, there's so many things that distract us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, going back to that dating phase, we spend a lot of time, you know, focused on each other. If we're lucky, we've got that time. But if not, we make the time. But then in marriage, you know, life starts to really kick in there. And you, know, you have kids, you have a house, you have cars, you have taxes, you have all these things that really kick in to taking away from our time. Some of it we can't help. Right. But I think the other thing that we see a lot of are individuals and couples who become very selfish with their wants 
and the things that distract them. And one of the things is stuff like social media. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times I hear people saying, you know, well, I want to spend time with her, but she's or he's, you know, sitting there looking at Facebook, Facebook, always on Facebook or, you know, doing stuff on the Internet. And so I think that it's kind of with that selfish theme, but it's also that we're so distracted today. We allow so many things to come into our relationship and divide us Mm -hmm. instead of looking at those things of how they, we can work with them. Yeah. Distractions is is a huge problem and social media is one of the huge distractions that I deal with. And I'm sure you do on a regular basis when couples sit down and they, they talk with us. The other one is complacency. They feel like, you know, hey, we're married, you're here, I'm here, you're not going anywhere, we'll deal with that later, or I'll address that when I feel like it, or when it comes up again, or we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Don't become complacent. You know, within the past couple of weeks, and I've shared this with you, in the past couple of weeks, I've lost, and just found out yesterday, day before yesterday, another friend. So I've lost a total of, in a couple of weeks, Five friends that have passed away. So life is short. I mean, our life is like a vapor. So we cannot be complacent and and cherish every moment that we have with our spouse. And I know Francine and I, well, we struggle with just like everybody else. I'm a Netflix fiend. And I enjoy sitting in front of the TV and just gorging or what they call binging on stuff on Netflix. Where Francine, Especially the cooking shows, uh, well, if I know you well. The cooking shows and documentaries. Yeah, documentaries as well. Um, and Fran is a, is a coupon addict, so she likes to look at what sales are coming up and where she can get the best deals and where she can, you know, printing off online coupons. So we have those things that will distract us. What we're working on now is focusing on, well, let's have some, some us time built into our day as well as the individual me time that is needed by both of us. So for those of you who are listening to this, you know, this is kind of where we want to go with this. You know, we've realized in, in the work that we do that there's a need for helping couples really get out of that rat wheel or that mouse wheel or hamster wheel or whatever you call it, where they just keep going round and round and they don't know where it started, where to end, and they don't know how to get off of it. So that's the whole purpose of this podcast is we want, you know, we talk about black and white answers. And yes, there are definitely things that we believe are um, strong, healthy advice that's uh, proven. And some of it is through, you know, uh, researchers out there that have proven some of this stuff. We want to bring that to this. But we also talked about that, I, I still like the cultural piece, the black and white, because one of the things that you know, I've learned from Sydney uh, to appreciate is the differences in cultures and how we deal with things. So that's one of the things that we're going to be bringing into this as we do these podcasts. And our, our goal is to really help couples navigate this, this gift of marriage in a better way. And, and that's my hope as we, as we do these podcasts. Yes, yeah, most definitely. We want to be a, a, a benefit to those that are listening. Um, we encourage you to contact us either on the website or call in if you have questions that you want us to or things that you, topics you'd like for us to talk about. So uh, we want to thank you for listening, and we want you to join us again each week as we continue our discussion about the black and white answers to gray marriages. Um, And we hope to provide you with good, insightful, thought-provoking information 
while having some fun. I mean, Greg and I are, are big proponents on if we can't laugh at anything else, we have to be able to laugh at each other or laugh at ourselves. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please encourage your family and friends to listen in. Um, also, if you have any topics of discussion, like I said, feel free to, to contact us at www.trustmarriage.com and shoot us an email. Um, and also, while visiting our website, you can also learn about the different classes and services we offer. And we look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Greg, you want to end this up? No, that's uh, exactly what Sydney said. Please, if you have anything that you would like for us to cover, because we have so many things that we love to talk about. Sometimes it's we can go in big circles. But if, if we know where your needs are and the people who are listening to this, if we know where your needs are, um, that really helps us hone in on this. So, again, yeah, like Sydney said, thank you for listening. Share it with those who you think would benefit from this. And uh, we look forward to, to uh, coming back each week to provide more black and white answers for gray marriages. <laughs>